Welcome to a weekly review of LGBT news from Keen News Service. I'm Lisa Keen. It was a fight between the lesser of two evils and the lesser one out. But there was little for the LGBT community to cheer in John McCain's Republican primary victory Tuesday. McCain had heaved himself dramatically toward the political right in order to win. But he defeated an opponent who was even more radically right, J.D. Hayworth, who was best known for suggesting that allowing gay couples to marry would lead to people wanting to marry their horses, horses being very big in Arizona. In a stroke of irony, Florida Attorney General Bill McCallum is refusing to endorse his rival for the Republican nomination to be governor, saying he has serious questions about issues of character. McCallum lost the Republican primary Tuesday to self-made millionaire Rick Scott, who, like McCollum, opposed gay marriage. But the irony is McCollum's concern about character. It was, after all, only three months ago that news reports revealed that an expert witness that McCollum hired to defend the state's ban on gay adoptions, to the tune of $120,000, was discovered traveling around with a gay male escort. There were six openly LGBT candidates in Tuesday's primary races, and three won. Two of those three victories came in Arizona, where Kristen Sinema and Jack Jackson Jr. both won Democratic primary races for the state Senate. In Vermont, Democrat Steve Howard secured the party's nomination for lieutenant governor in a state that has had a Republican governor for eight years now. The three losses were all in Florida. Openly gay candidate Scott Galvin lost his bid for a congressional seat, placing eighth in a nine-way race in North Miami. And Justin Flippen came up short in a primary against an incumbent for a state House seat. Both men, who are white, were running in heavily black districts against African-American candidates. And in a triumph that fell short of victory for candidates who refused to be stereotyped, a transgender candidate, who is anti-gay marriage and pro-life, made a decent showing for the Republican nomination for a congressional seat representing Fort Lauderdale. Donna Milo won 22% of the vote. In news of the weird, and yet not, A former chairman of the Republican National Committee, Ken Melman, announced this week that he is gay. No one knew quite how to take the news. On the one hand, Melman, who helmed the RNC at a time of its greatest exploitation of hostility towards gays, was proof positive of the old adage, we are everywhere. On the other hand, he was also proof positive of the old adage, we are our own worst enemy. Melman, who now works as a global PR executive for a major investment firm, clearly orchestrated his coming out very carefully. He gave the story to the Atlantic magazine, allowed the advocate to throw him a few softball questions, and then disappeared. In response to a request for an interview from Keene News Service on Thursday, a spokesman told this reporter that Melman would be laying low in the short term and was not available to receive questions, not even by email. Melman may be laying low because the community has not welcomed the news with a great deal of compassion. In his interview with The Atlantic, he acknowledged having done little to nothing to stop the tact of Republicans to put anti-gay marriage initiatives on the ballot in 2004 as a way of getting conservative voters to the polls to support President George W. Bush's election. While he claims Bush was no homophobe, he was Bush's 2004 campaign manager enabling the president to use the White House as a bully pulpit to seek a federal constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage. For his part, Melman did acknowledge in the interview that if he had come out sooner, he might have played a role in keeping the party from pushing an anti-gay agenda. Now that he is out, 
he is no longer in a position to do that. However, Melman said he would help the American Foundation for Equal Rights, the group funding the legal challenge to Proposition 8 in California, raise money for its efforts. Finally, for whatever it's worth, a Wall Street Journal reporter on Friday said President Obama looked rather mom-like during an outing with his family on Martha's Vineyard, where the first family is vacationing this week. The reporter, Elizabeth Williamson, was the designated reporter for the media's pool report on Friday. When this reporter inquired as to what she meant by the remark, Williamson clarified that the president's gray-colored jeans look like mom jeans. Okay, people, let's be careful out there. Clearly no one, not even the most powerful man in the world, is immune from taunting by strict gender constructionists. For Keene News Service, this is Lisa Keene. You have been listening to a podcast of Keene News Service. Visit us on the web at keennewsservice.com.